You know, it's always good when it's Friday. Everybody's feeling good. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. And it's always great to have our tribal chief, your tribal chief, my tribal chief, still the universal heavyweight champion and a little bit of SmackDown. But first, I want to start with some unfortunate news um, that we got today. A list of WWE superstars that were released earlier this afternoon. And I want to talk about it real quick. Give them some shout outs. Um, that list consisted of Tony Nese, Aria Davari, Fandango, Chase Parker, Matt Martell, also known as Ever Rise, August Gray, Tyler Breeze, the Singh Brothers, Kurt Stallion, and Marina Shafir. So, yeah, man, it was tough uh, to wake up this morning and see on Twitter uh, that there was going to be some more releases. Um, And, you know, it's kind of like you don't really know how to feel. Like, I hate to get mad at stuff like this. Like, and be like, oh, man, fuck WWE. Because I know that it's a business. And then I kind of put, try to, I, I also try to put myself in, you know, the shoes of the wrestler, the human being that just lost their job. I mean, we've all been there, right? Um, it sucks. It honestly sucks. You know, I can say for some people, who have gotten released in the past. And I know I, I've, I've, I, I, not, not even that I could say, I know I have said in the past that, you know, maybe they weren't doing enough or maybe, you know, they weren't trying hard enough or maybe this or maybe that. Nah, man. Um, it's, it's getting out of hand. It's getting ridiculous. Um, it's kind of crazy. It sucks. It's not a good feeling at all. Um, and as a fan, it's also not a good feeling, man. And I, I maybe, you know, the good, the the non good feeling comes from a different place for me, because it's just like, man, like I'm a real, true, like WWE fan. I know that the the joke shell gets thrown around and all that bullshit, but I'm a real fan, man. And so, yeah, it does suck to see a lot of these guys and girls get fired. Um, Knowing that, I mean, there's two sides to it. Knowing that they're able to go somewhere else now, knowing that there's a lot out there, a lot of opportunity for each and every one of these performers, that's the that's the greatest thing. Because I know I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna see them again soon, right? But then also it's just like, damn, that's another L, another L for WWE. And while they had they still have a shit ton of talent, and you know, you look at it and you think like, oh, well. well you know, it is what it is. Like, I don't know, like they won't be missed or not to say they won't be missed, but like you have to start to think like maybe WWE just like kind of feels like, eh, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Right. I don't know. I'm kind of lost for words on the situation. Uh, Tyler Breeze was fantastic. I loved him. I enjoyed his match with 
Deuce and Thunder Liger. He was one of my favorites growing up as a kid. Um, Tony Nese. I always loved Tony Nese. I enjoyed his time in WWE. Um, when he was cruiserweight champion, I was big on him. I thought he was going to take the division to the next level. Uh, Chase Parker, Matt Martell, man, ever rise. <laughs> if you could get any two guys and just, I don't know, man. These two guys off camera were two of the funniest guys I've ever seen in wrestling. And that's, like, I mean that. That's facts. Like, that's really the truth. Uh, Kurt Stallion, I thought he was a really great in-ring performer. Sad to see him go. Um, Singh Brothers. It's crazy. You know, a lot of these guys, like Fandango and Davari and Nice and Singh Brothers and Tyler Breeze, they've been with the, the company for quite some time. You know, so it's like, damn, I hate, like, I hate that. Like, I, I was devastated when um, Mike Kyoto got let go, and he was there for thirty-one years. It's kind of like, damn. And neither one of these guys or girls were there for nearly that long, not even close. But still, well, kind of. I think Tyler Breeze was Tyler Breeze and um, Fandango was with the company for what? Oh, at least over. I don't know. Is it over 10 years? Yeah, it had to be over 10 years or something like that. I don't know. Maybe close to it. Who knows? Um, but shout out to each and every one of them. And, you know, I'm sure in the 30, 60, 90 days that each person has. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot to mention Killian Dane. Killian Dane was also released. Man. That's a huge blow. It is. It truly is, man. So. I hope that, um, well, I know that they'll be fine. You know, everybody who's close to everybody who's been released from WWE um, has been fine. And so I know they will, too. So, um, again, shout out to them. Um, and. Yeah, I guess I guess I'll move on. Probably uh, best that we. Brighten up the mood. Didn't mean to get so down. It's just sad. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, it's just crazy. And I guess I kind of feel bad because whenever these uh, releases used to go down, I used to look at it from a fan, right, and be like, oh man, like, like maybe they didn't work hard enough, or oh they weren't that good anyways. You know what I mean? But then when you when you read some of these responses and you read what you know how these guys and girls feel after they get released. Um, you know, you start to look at the human being more than the performer and, you know, you know that WWE has a shit ton of money. Like it's not, come on, you're not, you're not releasing them because you need the money. You know, I don't know, even though that, that might be the truth and that might be what's said. It's like, come on, you don't need it. But moving on, let's get into SmackDown again. Thank you all for tuning in. Um. Make sure you guys follow me on all socials at Within the Ropes. Follow me at Brian Tronic. I didn't even say welcome. Welcome to Within the Ropes podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's not waste any time. Let's get into it. SmackDown started off 
of course, with a lovely video package. Um, and then we see Roman and Jimmy Uso in the back. And Jimmy said he heard from his brother, Jay. <laughs> he said he's not coming back, though. And he says that he's here. He's like, hey, I'm here. I'm here. He says, I got your back, Uso. And, um, you know, Roman said, all right, prove it. He said, you here. You could be main event. You, you, you could be here. You could do the things that your brother did. Roman seemed to be upset that Jay was gone, which I would be too. Someone who I've, I've sort of groomed and, and you know, f- uh, molded into this, this, this ride or die. You know what I'm saying? The right-hand man, main event Jay Uso, right? Roman tells him to prove it. Right. So that's that. Um, we move on to a in-ring promo segment with Bianca Belair, um, who, you know, kind of goes out there. And at first I thought she was going on the right path, but then it seemed to turn into the pretty much same promo that she cut last week. Um, and it was one thing she said that stood out to me that I was like, oh, no, she said something like, you know, and all those Baileys. I mean, bullies out there. You know, if you guys ever have a Bailey or a bully, and I'm like, oh, God, not another bully story. Not another fucking bully story. God damn. <laughs> right? Not another bully story. But um, uh, Bianca was interrupted by the Messiah, Seth Rollins. He talks about his victory over Cesaro and calls Bianca's win over Bailey a fluke, offers a high five, and says that Bailey is going to beat the hell out of you tonight anyway, so we might as well get the high five out of the way now. Bailey comes out and uh, (laughs) Bailey says that after the fluke win, she doesn't see anything but the same old Bianca Bell loser, right? She says, I don't I don't see anything different. There's nothing different about you, right? You got the championship, but look, ain't nothing different, right? Then they start to brawl and Cesaro comes out to even the odds. And (laughs) and then I'm sure you know where that goes. That goes straight into the mixed tag team match between Bianca Belair and Cesaro against Bailey and Seth Rollins. Um, and in this match, Seth Rollins and Bailey would pick up the victory. Uh, Bailey hit the Rose plant for the one, two, three. And I thought this was set up pretty cool as uh, Bianca went for the KOD and then was kind of, I believe she was knocked. Like she was like bumped into by Seth Rollins which kind of made Bianca stumble a bit. And then that's when uh, B- Bailey capitalized and like hit her with a like running knee and then hit her with the rose plant for the one, two, three. So that match was pretty cool. Wasn't bad. Um, full of action. I'm glad that, you know, that they're still trying. They're still, you know, pushing Rollins Cesaro a little bit. I was a little taken aback. Like I didn't really want, um, I didn't really want the the feud to continue, but I don't know, man. Now that I think about it, it's just, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying Cesaro. I'm enjoying Seth, uh, Bianca and Bailey. I'm kind of excited to see where this goes. But again, Bianca's gonna have to. They're gonna have to stop writing bullshit for her, man. They're gonna they're, they're gonna they're gonna have to let her go out there and kind of do her thing and 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 see where it goes because I'm not really feeling the shit that they're feeding her. Um. After the break, Jay, uh, J- I'm sorry, uh, Jimmy Uso asks Paul Heyman, he's like, what does Roman mean by prove it? Paul Heyman says, well, you know, he talks about Jay Uso. He's like, hey, you know, your brother, he, be- he became the main event. He became main event Jay Uso. He 
He was winning matches. That's what he was doing. He said, go out there and win. Win a match. And Jimmy's like, all right, let's do it. And Heyman's like, are you sure? He's like, because oh, I can go make it happen right now. Are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I'm down. Let's go. So uh, we then later learned that Jimmy Uso would be taking on Dolph Ziggler. And at this point, when they announced that, I'm like, all right, Robert Roode is going to be ringside. So I know that something's going to go down. Something's bound to happen. And Roma's not going to like this. Um, we then have a backstage segment between Sonya and Adam. And they're caught rocking out to Shinsuke Nakamura's King Coronation, right? Now, the King Coronation was really just nothing but Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs uh, just playing the guitar and Shinsuke doing his little dancing and all that. Uh, we even caught a moment of Pat McAfee doing the Stone Cold with the two water bottles, smashing them together and you know pouring it all over his face, which I thought was a, was pretty cool that Vince and, 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 and company let him do that. I thought that was tight. Um, during this, though, uh, we see Corbin backstage looking completely upset. And I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Kayla had asked him a question, and I heard absolutely nothing he said because of how loud the music was, how loud the fake crowd noise was. So, yeah, that's that. During the rockout session between uh, Sonya Deville and uh, Adam Pierce, Seth Rollins comes back, and he, he says that uh, he talks about Roman's uh, celebration. And he says that, you know, look, I want to be next in line for Roman's championship. He says, there's nothing to talk about. He talks, it's the accolades speak for itself. Like, I've done everything that there is, even since he's been back. Like, this is what he's done, yada, yada, yada. He says, I want the opportunity. And Adam and Sonia, they're like, hey, we got to think about that. You know, we can't just give you that right now. We'll see. Right. And so at this point, I'm kind of thinking, like, damn, like, as much as I would love to see, because I initially just off the first reaction was like, yo, I, give me that. I'd take my money. Right. Like that's how I, I, I want that match. One hundred percent. That's what I want. Again, Seth Rollins has been one of my favorites for a while now. I was in attendance when he cashed in money in the bank at WrestleMania 31 and became the WWE champion. That was one of the most genuine moments that I've that I've personally felt. Uh being live at a wrestling show, that electricity, 70 plus thousand fans. Listen, if any, if, if neither, if anybody, if you, if you guys have never been to a WrestleMania, get to one ASAP. Don't, don't, who don't worry about the car. Don't worry about nothing. That electricity, even for the little surprises, like, and I'm not to, I'm not trying to be long winded about this, but just to kind of, you know, go back on why I said I was excited for a, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns matches because, you know, just the excitement of hearing his music play and him going into the match and him winning that night. Even po even even before that, you know, post post money to make cash in, I was high on Seth. I loved everything about Seth, but um, again, not to turn this into a story time. Hey, maybe I'll do story time. Maybe I'll do a, uh, you know, maybe like a a Brian Tronic within the ropes. Um, I don't know, like wrestling show special where I talk about all the wrestling shows I've been to um, from when I was a kid to now, you know, 
I don't know. Maybe I'll do that. That seems interesting. I don't think people are really doing that. A lot of people review shows, but they don't really talk about the experiences that they've had at shows and what they remember and why they like certain people, you know, when they became a fan. We'll talk more about that later. Um, But, yeah, I initially said I was excited for Seth and Roman, but then I started to think, like, both of them are heels. How is this going to work, especially with fans back? We don't need anybody cheering Roman Reigns. We don't need that. And I don't think that that would happen. I think that if put in that position, obviously Seth Rollins would be the babyface. I know that some people would think otherwise because of his track record and because I think a lot of people have an issue with him personally. But I truly think that Seth Rollins would be the babyface. I don't think fans would even think to boo or I'm sorry, think to cheer Roman Reigns. I don't even think that that's an option for fans just because of how good and how great and how, I mean, even tonight, which I'll get to, even tonight during his um, his little championship uh, appreciation fucking thing, um, his championship address, even tonight during that, he was just kind of like, they had the fake booze and the Roman sucks, and he's just like, Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't phase him, doesn't care. You know, he's just he's just there so he don't get fined. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, <clears throat> yeah, so I don't know. But moving on, uh, Big E went up against Apollo for a spot in the Money in the Bank. Um, oh, wait, before the commercial break, though, um, Oh, wait, no, no, I said that. I said that uh, about the Seth Rollins and the champion. Okay. Um, yeah, Big E versus Apollo for a spot in the Money in the Bank. This match, eh, not really, not really tripping off of this. I'm not going to lie. I kind of was just kind of like doing my own thing, wasn't really panicked because we've seen this match so many times. I just want Big E to move on. I want Apollo to have new competition for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, you know, a lot of these least superstars could have been contenders for the Intercontinental. I mean, hell, Tyler Breeze versus Apollo Crews would have been nice. Fandango versus Apollo Crews could have been nice. T- Tony Nese, you know, I don't know. It sucks when you think about it that way. But this match was whatever it was. Um, but the outcome was the right outcome. Um, before uh, Big E... Picked up the victory as ease was sent to the back. Um, Big E won clean. He he finally is getting into his first Money in the Bank ladder match. And as I'm watching, I'm really thinking, like, is it? Even my son asked me. He was like, is this his first? I'm like, oh, yeah, I think it is his first. So this will be cool. I know a lot of you are already speculating. Big E's going to win Money in the Bank. I've seen someone on Twitter say uh, – He's going to win the money. In the, oh, no. Uh, yeah, he's going to win the money in the bank. He's going to cash in on Kofi. Um, listen, I'm all for that if that happens. Um, Kofi's got to get the title first, though. And I don't know. That's just that seems hard for me to believe. Knowing that SummerSlam is just around the corner. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, you know, so we'll see, though. Anything can happen in the world wrestling entertainment. <laughs> um, 
Now, Kayla was uh, seen interviewing Sami Zayn backstage, says that after beating Kevin Owens, that there's there there's order and justice. He says he feels that there's order and justice now, and uh, this might be the best week of his whole life. Kayla then tells him that next week he's facing KO in a Money in the Bank qualifying match, and uh, Sammy starts to freak out, and he says, you know, she's messing with the Cosmos. <laughs> He said, you're messing with the Cosmos. He says that this is the worst week of his life. And I thought that that was pretty crazy. And I also said on Twitter, like, Sammy's the type of dude that if you're in public and you don't want anybody to talk to you or mess with you, you just act crazy like Sammy Zane. That's what you do. That's how you act when you don't want people to fuck with you, right? Um, after a short commercial break, Sonya Deville comes out. Um... And she makes her first selection for the women's Money in the Bank match. Now, why is she selecting someone to be in the Money in the Bank match? I don't know, uh, especially um, especially after this. Uh, she announces that it's going to be Carmella. Uh, Carmella lost to Liv Morgan as Liv Morgan would come out and you know reiterate and say, hey, I beat you. I beat Carmella. Last week, like, why does she get an opportunity? And um, Sonya Deville says, hey, you know what? You're right. You, you, you got something there. And instead of saying, you know what? This match is going to be a qualifying match. She says, I'm not going to. Don't worry, Mella. I'm not going to take you out of the match. But, Liv, if you can beat Carmella, then I'll consider it. Not I'll put you in the match, but I'll consider it. I'm like, what? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I heard consider. I don't know if she's in the match yet or not, but I heard that she'd consider it. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. (laughs) It seemed a little crazy to me. I mean, because think about it. We want to get away from things like this happening, right? We we want everything to make sense. We want things to mesh well. and, And to be honest, like, it doesn't really mesh well that someone like Carmella, especially who, you know, fans tend to not favor. And again, I think Vince and, and, and company, they think putting Carmella and people like her in situations like this where, you know, oh, they're just given. Listen, the only person that can be given things around here is the opportunity. OK, and there is only one opportunity. The Queen City. Charlotte Flair. Okay. That's the only opportunity. But like I was saying, you know, people tend to think that Carmella and, you know, a lot of these other girls just are given opportunity, given things. And it doesn't usually, it doesn't work when fans already don't like, you know, the person, period. Like, I don't know. Carmella is not really a fan favorite at all. So it's just kind of like, eh, let's just go. You know what? Let's give her an opportunity. Let's give her a spot in the women's money in the bank ladder match. I don't, you know, I don't think that that's such a good idea, especially when you have Liv Morgan, who has gone through the ringer of upsets when it comes to, you know, her career, her career being on hold. You know, one minute she has a partner, next minute she doesn't. One minute she's in the riot squad, next minute she's a solo act. Like, 
it's just kind of, it's like, come on, man, give Liv, give Liv a chance and let her go out there and prove that she deserves uh, to be in this spot and that, or more so deserves to be champion, you know? Um, but, uh, but, oh, uh, there's a backstage segment uh, prior to this match and um, Sami Zayn goes to Adam and he's complaining about the match next week with Kevin Owens. He said, I already beat him. And this is kind of the same situation. It's just like, why are they fighting in a qualifying match when Sami Zayn just beat Kevin Owens on pay-per-view? Like, he just beat him. So it doesn't really make sense to me why they're fighting again. And and honestly think that if you're if you were going to announce two people, I would have announced Liv Morgan since she beat Carmella. And I would have announced Sami Zayn and then maybe have KO and Carmella since they lost last week. Maybe put them in a qualifying match. That makes more sense. But who am I, right? I'm just a guy who fucking talks about wrestling on a podcast and likes playing video games and shit. Um, it was at that point Adam tells him that, uh, oh, he said, just give me the briefcase. <laughs> he says, I already beat him. He says, you might as well just give me the briefcase or better yet, just, you know, just give me everything, right? Adam tells him, nah. He says, in fact, next week, the match that you're going to have with KO is going to be the last man standing. So I guess. That should be interesting, right? Seeing Sammy and KO fight is fun sometimes. But for the most part, it's fun. It's entertaining. You know they're going to beat the hell out of each other. You know it's going to be a good match. Last man standing just adds to that. So, you know, we'll see. Um, But we get Carmella versus Liv Morgan. uh, And Liv picks up the W in this match. In a whatever match. It wasn't, you know, that entertaining or whatever. But... You know, I'm glad that Liv Morgan won and she, uh, I guess, gets considered for a spot. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, you guys. I don't know. Um, The next match um, is Jimmy Uso versus Dolph. And prior to the match, he's in the back. He's getting ready. He says he dedicates this match to the family and his brother. He says, I hope Roman's watching. He said, Uso, I hope you're watching. Right? And so I'm, I'm thinking, oh, he's definitely gonna fucking lose now definitely gonna lose 100 percent, right uh but i was wrong i was wrong he beats Dolph ziggler clean 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 wasn't expecting that after the match uh you see roman looking on from gorilla uh jimmy comes through the curtain and he's like huh he's like how was that roman's music hits and it looks as though they're all gonna you know, make their way back to the ring. And Jimmy is stopped by Heyman. He's like, ah, ah. and again, Heyman said something to him. And I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I couldn't hear what he said clearly because the music and the fake crowd was too loud, but that seems to be every WWE show as of late. Um, so I'm just going to assume that Heyman was like, nah, not tonight. Let us go out here and handle business. Right. So the tribal chief, is out for the championship address. Um, Heyman plays a video package of the last few weeks of Roman taking out Dom and Ray. Uh, he reacts to the viral fans and uh, virtual fans. Say, why did I say viral? He reacts to the virtual fans saying Roman sucks. And then he names off some opponents of Roman. He named them all. <laughs> and he, then he goes on to say that 
He's wiped out the entire division. He says there's no one left. Not one person, right? And at this point, I'm like, yo, is he finna announce that he's going over to Raw? or <laughs> Because there's no competition on SmackDown? Or even just, I'm thinking like, yo, are we going to get Cena now? Like, is Cena going to come out here? And But I, nope, it wasn't Cena. It wasn't Raw. He wasn't relinquishing the title. Um, in fact, we never really got to hear what Roman got to say because Edge music hit and Edge returned. Uh, he walked down that ramp and, and he, he got straight to work. He attacked Roman. Um, Roman hits Edge with a Superman punch. Uh, they brawl. Roman gets the uh, upper hand. And then Edge hits him with a chair. He goes back in the ring. Edge tries to go for a concerto, and then Jimmy Uso comes to the aid of Roman Reigns. Now, at this point, I'm thinking, yo, something bad is going to happen. Like, he's going to hit Roman with a chair, or he's going to strike Roman in some way, some way, shape, or form, and this ain't going to end good for Jimmy. But I was wrong. Well, kind of, because something bad did happen to Jimmy as he was speared through the barricade (laughs) by Edge. He gets in the ring. Uh, Roman and Heyman are kind of already on their way up to the ramp. And uh, Edge kind of looks away into the camera and he goes, you want me, Roman? Where are you? You want me? I'm right here. Which I thought was strange because Roman and Heyman were right there on the ramp. But nonetheless, it was still a good touch. It was a nice way to end the show. I wasn't mad at it. I liked it. Um, so yeah, it seems like we're getting Roman versus edge at money in the bank. Um, I know you've all heard the rumors and the talk about a possible edge versus Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. Um, so, I mean, we can kind of write this one out, right? Like, uh, Seth, Seth Rollins cost edge this match which will set up the match between them two at SummerSlam. I don't know. I don't know how that leaves a a wide open window for Cena. I don't know why Edge would. I mean, it seemed like Edge's role to the championship. I mean, it would kind of make sense. Because when Edge won the Royal Rumble, he, you know, (laughs) got cheated out by Daniel Bryan coming in and, the you know the match being made a triple threat you know it's just kind of and then now it's just like fuck like every time i try and get to the title which i don't know i don't think edge's motive i don't think the way edge feels i don't think it's about the championship at this at at this time it may just be about him wanting to get his revenge and his payback for you know the concerto at wrestlemania obviously he went straight to it he was trying to do it to roman you know, so this may have more to do with him just trying to kick Roman's ass than it does um, than it does from Edge's initial uh, goal was to come back and be champion again. So um, it was a good episode of SmackDown. I enjoyed it. Tomorrow night we got AEW Dynamite. Uh, Jungle Boy challenges Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship. That should be a good one. Um, make sure you guys follow my socials 
at within the ropes and at Brian Tronic. Um, and I, again, I can't stress this enough. I appreciate everybody who's been listening, everybody who's been tuning in. Thank you so much. Um, it, I, another episode, right? I didn't talk too much about Charlotte. I had to get her in there though, because she is the best women's wrestler in the world. Okay. The best 100%. I promise. And she's going to regain her Raw Women's Championship at Money in the Bank. And she will be the 14-time Women's Champion. And then I'll have to talk more about her because she'll be champ. And, you know, this will be a five-star episode. Not like it isn't already. It'll be a five-five-five-star episode. (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Um, again, follow the socials, 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 um, more content coming, more creative things coming, more episodes coming, longer episodes coming. Um, I'm going to tap in. We're going to make it happen. We're going to go crazy. Like I said, I'll be back tomorrow for AEW Dynamite. And then, uh, Sunday, I'll probably think of something special for y'all. And we can get crazy and we're gonna have a lot of fun. Again, I appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Peace out. The Queen City. Oh.